Are we rolling? Are we recording? No. Oh. Just say something really goofy. It's not recording at all. Und Pooper. That's your go-to und yeah. goofer? Und Pooper. Und Pooper. Yeah, what the fuck? You say something goofy, fuckface. <laughs> he said goofy, not sexy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, I know that noise. <laughs> There you go. That was pretty silly. That was pretty silly. I always yeah. hear that noise coming from up. your bedroom. No. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I've that coming s- from your bedroom. I've never seen your own face. <laughs> no, I've been shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. Whenever I shit myself, I often go, oh, oh, no, my last underwear. My whole bo- upper body has to work because my legs and ass have to stay in one spot, so I'm going, oh. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> We're talking about at work. They said, one of the guys I work with said, when he has to take a mean shit, he has to get naked. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Do you have, yeah. I've never gotten naked. You've never gotten naked? Shit, taken, oh, uh, man. See, it starts. I said it starts. They said, do you get naked? I'm like, I don't initially get naked, but I'll start. And if it's a really rough one. Yeah, I start dropping. You, you put the one leg out the pants. Yeah. See, I'll keep that. But I've had had shirts where it's like super hot. I'm like sweating. Yeah. You, and I'll just like rip my shirt and off. And your ass is sliding on the seat. You're like, <laughs> those are the worst shits in America, yeah. dude. I hate those no, shit. No, but like you, you kick one foot out. And then you got the other one, and then you're like, it's getting worse. Fuck! So, you kick the other one across the room, <laughs> and then the sweat's getting on your back, and it's yeah. getting in your shirt. You're like, fuck it. You rip the shirt off, and then you're naked. And then you're, before you even realize it, you still have socks on. Yeah. And then your homie. He said he takes his socks off. I am said that's a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Real. I'm Michael. I'm Patrick. I'm RJ. <laughs> I'm RJ. What was that? Yes. This is RJ. RJ this is the new voice Sarah of OJ. Welcome to OJ. So this is our third week of of Halloween. We've been going strong. We've been going strong. I have watched exclusively horror movies through the entire month of October so far. You bitches. Also me. Do we so, want to do we want to list the ones we've watched so far? Ooh, I gotta pull up my phone. So, um, I did go all by my lonesome last mm. night or yesterday. It wasn't really last night to go see the new Exorcist Believer movie. Okay. Which I won't talk about in detail because I know Patrick has not seen it. I'm going to be seeing it in a day's time. So if y'all could get day. wait, I'm probably going to cut this. But if y'all could get together and record in time, I could stitch it in. Just okay. y'all talking about it. Okay, we can. I'll have nothing that. to say. About Exorcist Believer. Well, yeah. you can talk about Exorcist Three again. Do you guys? Oh like my Exorcist God! William Blatty or whatever the William fuck? Peter Blatty, That's one of the greatest. Burned into my brain. He's a uh, he's an incredible actors director. Truly. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what, what are some other horror movies you guys have seen? So I also before? checked out uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which I was really Ooh. excited for. Heard bad things. And uh, I loved I've loved all the pet. Well, I liked the remake, but um, I loved mm. the first two. And I was really pumped for this one because it's a prequel. It's supposed to show like Judd. Even though we see Judd's Judd Grandi, backstory yeah. in the first one when he was a little child with yeah. the doggy. They're just expanding into that. A, yeah. This is like when he's like older and engaged and he's trying to leave the town. Because yeah. he's like, oh, screw this dead in town. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 that whole trope. It was it was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was no. it was very boring. That's, and That's what I've heard as well. That it's very bland. and. Very shitty it 
dull it's, for it's a horror movie like it's a fucking horror movie Is where people die a real thing in real life no well I I've, I've heard of pet cemeteries. People bury their dogs and cats. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you bury your dog, but is there a place specific just for your pets to or go? Or like they come back? Yeah, you can go to like Do San Francisco. I don't even know what pet cemetery is. Well, pet oh, cemetery. Wow. It's a story about a there's a spirit in this um, rural area in Maine. Why are you talking like you work at a grocery store? Because I do, <laughs> motherfucker. I love um, how you. I love how you said spirit. There's a, there's spirit. a spirit. Spirit. There's a spirit. Um, a silly little spirit. It's sounds a, like you work in actually, the cereal aisle. It's actually a Wendigo. Um, that's Wendigo haunting who? a Wendigo. When do we go? Uh, we now. Do we go? Now. Now we're oh, recording. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's go. It, there's a Wendigo haunting this patch of woods in Maine, and people bury their dead there um, if they want the dead to come back, but the dead come back wrong. Fucking Stephen King and Frank and Weenie. Mm. And so, uh, the, sometimes the, the dead is better. Actually, you might you might ought to watch it. So I don't want to spoil it. Okay, for you. I'll it's watch really it. good. But um, yeah, in the first movie they say they we'll say that it. line like Jed Jed says it in the movie. He's like, sometimes dead is better. I shit you not, they say that line like fifty times in Bloodlines. Can I do a line reading of it? See if it's close to the movie without yeah. me seeing it. Yeah. Sometimes dead's better. Was that pretty close? It's no, more of a main like, You were like singing it. <gasps> Sometimes bad is good. <laughs> so it's a, okay. So back <laughs> back to what I was saying. Since we got sidetracked, it's a horror movie, and I'm not saying Pet Cemetery is a slasher, but every Pet Cemetery, like people die, and it shows it. Yeah, the pets. Multiple people get killed off screen in Bloodlines. Mm. Like, it don't just happen once or twice. It's like three or four times people just die off screen. Like, you'll see, like, a guy running up to him to kill him, and they'll go, ah! And then it cuts, and then you just never see that character That's again. It's awful. Yeah. I'm like, why? Is this, like, made for ABC? Like, why are we not seeing people die? <laughs> it sounds TV. Well, it is a, it's the modern equivalent of a TV Right, it's movie. a straight-to-streaming bullshit movie. Yeah. Yeah. If it was good, it would have gone to theaters. Ooh, oh, I said it. It wasn't uh, good. It was very, very. But is it is a is it a prequel to the original or to the remake? This remake. is very important. It is a prequel oh, to the remake. No. because oh, that's another thing no. that bugged me about it. Like the when this movie opens, there's this this they don't show it obviously because God forbid this movie show anything. But um, this guy's son was in the army and died in the army, mm-hmm. and from the context you get, it's David Duchovny because apparently the truth was out there, but. Mm. Apparently, he buried his son in the grave, and he came back. In the original movies, one and two, when they come back, they come back wrong. But um, they're like they're not necessarily zombies; like they can talk and stuff. But they're not. Yeah. You can tell they're, they're, fucked, they're up. fucked up. You can tell they're just murderers and killers and yeah, yeah. soulless. Yeah. yeah. In this movie, like he's fine. He's just living at home. People judge like you came okay, in. You're acting kind of strange. He's like yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just just dealing with some stuff, but I'm good. And then it's like a slow build to him being like hungry for flesh and, and all that. And it's just, it's stupid. It's boring. Yeah. It's dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. I heard it, I've heard no good things from anyone I've ever heard of in the world about that movie. And I heard bad things. I was like, eh, whatever. I'll probably like it because I love, I even like the remake, okay? I did but, not. Uh, I did not like that remake. I heard it was better than the original. Hell You're wrong, no. motherfucker. Not at all. Uh, that's what I heard. They do. Um, there's a big um, shocking moment two thirds of the way into the the original um, to to juice it up for the remake. They um, set up that moment and then subvert it 
with by killing off another character instead. Yeah. And it's really stupid. Cool. And they have these like creepy kids that wear like little like animal heads and stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, they're the pet cemetery kids. Really they, yeah. And I was like, why? Why is that added? Like, oh yeah, they're creepy, dirty kids to yeah, make it more in, scary. We gotta put in scary masks so we can sell merchandise. Fucking stupid. But um, yep, yeah, that's, I'll watch that. Uh, what what else have you watched? I don't. I don't, I don't advise. You don't advise sharing that with the bloodline. Um, what else have I watched? I think everything else I watched, y'all watched. So yeah. What about you, Patrick? Everything I, I have to talk about, I think we'll talk about um, for a while. Well, when was the last episode we recorded? What was the last horror movies we talked about? Carrie. Fuck Carrie. Yeah, I think Carrie was the cutoff. But Carrie you didn't watch it with us. Yeah, that's true. What was we talked about? Oh, Carrie. yeah, we talked about Saw. Uh, I guess since Saw then, X. I watched The Mangler, Karis Hell, Homesick, Ghost Watch, Proteus, Phantom <laughs> of the Paradise, Psychic Vision, Jenga Ray, uh, Rosemary's Baby, Dark Intruder, The Thing. Sure, uh, that's not a horror movie. Um, the Wicker Man and The Deadly Camp. That's it? Yeah. I love how I had like two movies. <laughs> and like, well, since then I watched this and this and, and this, this and this. We've been in a, as an achievement war. That is true. Yeah, in video games. God damn it. Very much lo- <laughs> I'm losing this month. I haven't really been playing You're, games. I'm kicking your ass this month. Yeah, I haven't really been doing anything. Even on my, my friend list, I have like, it's me and there's two other people than you. Oh. Uh, we got mm, even in second place on my list. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. What if there was a letterbox uh, leaderboard? <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I don't like no, to see who watched much. the most movies or like who watched. Oh, or the average rating was your leaderboard. So you had to watch high rated movies. Right. Interesting. And like, I'd be fucked. And like, <laughs> and like you make it through certain, like when you get to like an hour and a half in, you get an achievement for it. Yeah. Oh, so you well, can't like cut it off early. Like some people do. Yeah. And then there's like, what are you talking about? What? No, I, I didn't say that. But like you get there and it's like, Michael Keyes is ten points ahead of you in the movie, movie leaderboard. He's a bigger movie fan than you. I'm gonna kick Michael Keyes have watched more movies than you. How would that make you feel? I would. I would squirt. What? I would squirt. Squirt what? Squirt. squirt. Pee? <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> squirt some lemonade out of I'd, your pee pee hole. I'd pee a little bit. You pee a little. You pee a little bit, you little pissy boy. I'm gonna make a little, little pissy boy. Yeah, dude. That's a, speaking of making lemonade, wait, wait, so, so the, we can so talk about the, the movie the that long, we didn't watch. The long list of movies you watched, Patrick. Is there any of them in particular you would like to discuss? There are. I'll, I'll talk about the ones that I like the most. Um, the first one I watched was on the fourth of The Mangler. I love The Mangler. I used the, to love the movie as a kid. It's so dumb. It's so good. It's so goofy as fuck. Um, Ted Levine is gives possibly the best performance of his career. Aside, I mean, I'm talking. He's even better in that. Then Silence of the Lambs, then fucking Joyride. You know, he's, it's his best Dang. horror role. He's it's a, been a big Ted Levine month. Yeah, he's a depressed <laughs> detective. Yes. Yeah. It's been yeah, a big it's Ted, Levine Ted Levine month. has been brought up in every, every episode, <laughs> and he's never been brought up in one before. You think, he, you think he can sense it? He's sitting on his couch at his home, and he's going, they're talking about me. The on real boys are talking about me. <laughs> It's okay. Next month we'll have a a monk episode rating, and we'll talk about Ted Levine some more. <laughs> we'll talk go. about Lieutenant Stottlemyre. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Sergeant Randy or whatever the fuck his name is. Who? Uh, Randy. That's his buddy. That's his like uh, subordinate and monk. I have no idea what the uh, fuck you guys are talking about. Talk about Monk, dog. Monk? Yeah, he's a musician in the show. It's Tommy Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. I'm a real big Tony Shaloub. I'm a Tony Shaloub hater, dude. Why? 
I just don't like looking at them. The great thing I ever saw Tony Lubin was Wings. I've seen a couple episodes of Wings. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I see him in my weird, also dude. Stephen Weber Stephen Weber, yep. And um, what's his fuck? Um, Thomas Hayden Church, right? Yeah. He plays the janitor. He does. Hello. I saw Tony Shalhoub in the first thing I saw, uh, when I was eight years old. That's why I hate him. And it was weird to see him <laughs> in like movies where he's like a serious actor. I'm like, he's just a stupid like mechanic. He wasn't a janitor. He was a mechanic. Oh, a mechanic. Tony Shalhoub is a pedophile. That's what I'm saying. What? what? <laughs> you could have let that go, RJ. <laughs> How is he a pedophile? And I'm, I'll, I'll put my hand on a Bible and say it. Why? Tony Shalhoub, if you're listening to this, sue me. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. He's this, gonna get gonna all get, the check mix. This podcast is gonna get famous. <laughs> yeah, real in quick. some way. Yeah. We're gonna get monked. No. Do people care enough about Tony Shalhoub to cancel him? No. No. Seems well, like you guys do. Monk is pretty popular. Yeah. I feel like I should. Yeah. Every I, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm always hearing about Monk. They're always like, "Did you catch the monkly really? one?" Yeah. Actually. Yeah, they're always going like, "Oh my a, god." Uh, let me guess what cha- TBS. Was it always? It was a TBS show, probably. Right? I think so. Uh, and they're I don't always know if going. It star, started on TBS, but I know it went there eventually. Because they would like, I would watch Burn Notice and be like, "Up oh, next, Monk." And yeah, I hit, yeah. I hit ch- channel, channel change. Can you turn it off. You so, don't like Monk. So back to movies. I just never gave one, it a chance. I have seen The Mangler and I loved it, but one movie you watched that I was, I've been curious about was Ghost Watch. So talk a little bit about Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch is a really unique horror film, in even in even in modern times with all the the mockumentary stuff, all the the fake. The, the all the 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 found footage film, um, in that it it really subscribes itself to a level of authenticity that's in, that's impressive. Um, it feels very much like a real BBC broadcast, like a like a, I believe they use real BBC hosts. They use real BBC. Yeah, they use real people. Um, I or at least one is a real BBC. I love host. movies that use real people <laughs> and not puppets. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you don't like the Dark Crystal. I do love Dark Crystal. Yeah. What do you have against the Dark Crystal? Like meet the Nothing. Feebles? I love Dark Crystal. What about Meet the Peoples? That uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was what pretty about fun. The Muppets too from 2013. What about Let? No, there's people in that. What about Let My Puppets Come? Uh, I, I didn't know anybody else <laughs> watched that's that. Real, I think that's a real movie. Let my puppets come. Is it like a Moses spoof? I don't know. Wow. I think it's. I think it's like a. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> why'd you have to get biblical with this? Because that's where the reference is. Yeah, it was not. That's from a song. Let my people go. Yeah, let, let my people, people go. go. So that's from the Bible. No, it's not. It's from Moses. It's not. It's from a like musical. It's from a Moses. It's a pornographic puppet movie from 1976. I want to watch that. Yeah, do is it. Is real people or it's just puppets? It's all puppets, all baby puppets boy. All the time. I see a. I see a nurse jerking off a boy puppet in a bed. Um, I see RJ's looking on Letterboxd right now. <laughs> He's got to add that shit to his watch list. But it, it's uh, Ghost Watch is a really cool movie um, because it it starts out very humdrum, like a like your typical kind of. Let my people go is a phrase that originates in the book of Exodus five one. Okay, continue. <laughs> RJ just had to prove himself right. It's a. Um, <laughs> It starts out like a humdrum kind of Halloween broadcast. Everybody's kind of messing around, having a good time. It feels real um, in a way that most found footage movies, even the ones that uh, ascribe themselves to authenticity, don't. Um, because it's just, it's just, in an interesting way, kind of boring for a while. And But slowly, these really creepy... It starts building this 
creepy sense of atmosphere and this weird sense of apocalypse over the course of the movie. And by the end, it feels well. What's interesting is it is that they about it is that they um, screened it like well, it was it was on the BBC. It screened originally on Halloween night on the BBC, and the plot is that it's BBC holding like a Halloween night ghost watch on a haunted house. And over the course of the, the, the this episode of the BBC, shit gets real and ghosts start actually fucking with people. And by the end of the broadcast, there's like fake callers calling in. That they it, like the whole thing was scripted. It's all fake. But they're like, yeah, we saw. There are people are saying that they saw this and that on the screen. But then there's these other callers who are saying that because of the movie or because of what's been going on on their TV, they've been having their own poltergeist activity. That's awesome. And then slowly over the course of the movie, it feels like the world is ending because they're like releasing this supernatural force into the yeah. So the movie's the kind of a slow burn, you might say. Oh, yeah. It's like Ray Liotta. Callback to the to the. Sounds like a ripoff of Interfere. You the next go. wave. Um, put your head in a microwave. It's a great cinema. Okay. That is cinema right there. Interfere. He's going to go do it. too far away. I, I, I can't let go of my microphone. But it's really cool. If you like slow burn kind of horror movies, there's yeah. like th- two or three of the possibly the coolest scares that I can recall. They're very oh, subtle. Awesome. They're very subtle. They're very much you have to be paying attention. Like if if you're not all the way invested in it, you're going to miss like the scariest moments because there's like they, they don't call attention to it. There's no musical cues. There's a bit where they see a cat outside the door, like a cat, they do like a, I guess a cat scare. There's no music Meow. scare, but they, they're like, oh, Jesus, where'd that cat even come from? And they, and then the camera pans across the, um, RJ's oh. dropped I don't want to run over my phone. <laughs> RJ dropped his phone underneath the wheelchair he's sitting in. Yeah, Matt, yeah, folks, this is how we reveal that I'm wheelchair bound. You're going to fucking reveal to the world that I can't walk. We've done this bit before, RJ. We have? We have where you're, you, you make a joke that you're in a wheelchair because you're in the wheelchair. What? I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, we've done that bit before. Um, all you off the reel heads, email RJ <laughs> right now. <laughs> RJ.Williams2248 at gmail.com. Yeah, and tell him That's about all email. the instances where he's, he's referred to his own wheelchair-bound body. Oh, speaking of wheelchair-bound. Where, what about this it? Going? Do we want to jump into oh, Silver Bullet? Silver Bullet. Yeah. Or Corey Hames, R.I.P. Where he's in a gas. Is it a gas name? powered? Is it a gas powered wheelchair? Corey the the most insane himself. cocaine powered fucking. He killed himself. Corey Hames. Probably in his yeah. fucking wheelchair. He, he was older. Though. I thought he died of like some disease. I don't remember. Let me look into it. I think he killed himself. Start. Is he someone to know? He, he was from in the 80s. Those? Oh, okay. He was one of the Corey's. Corey Feldman and Corey Hames, huh? Was he in the Goonies? No, Corey Feldman was in the Goonies. Corey Haim was not. Corey Haim's and Corey Feldman was in Lost Boys. Uh, I've not watched. Lost Boys is good. He died in 2010. From suicide? Um, I don't know, but the top video that when you look up Corey Feld or Corey Haim is the grave of Corey Haim, in parentheses, Lost Boys license to drive, in parentheses, 4K. Wow. (laughs) Um, Let's see how he died. I thought he was gonna die in this movie. I thought so. Silver Bullet. Um, I had never seen it. I knew I, it was on my watch list. I knew it was a werewolf movie, and um, I haven't really seen that many werewolf movies. Or at least like, I fucking I love werewolf movies. Huh? I fucking love werewolf. Right. Movies. Like the few werewolf movies that I've seen, like I really enjoy. Like yeah. I love uh, Werewolf in London. I for one like Cursed. A lot of people don't. Cursed is okay. Even the movie Wolf with Jack Nicholson, I always thought was really oh, cool. That one's boring to me. I, it's it's a slow burn. I that movie's it when definitely I was a, child. a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. 
See, I watched it as a child and loved it. Oh, really? Hell yeah. I'm weird. I don't know. I had boobs or something in it. So Titties, boobs, and, and werewolf gore, but there's <laughs> yeah. none of that. There's none. But um. But yeah, Silver Bullet's been on my watch list for a while, and uh, finally got to got to see it. Yeah, it's a childhood favorite. It's a perennial classic for me. You know, it's a, it's a, it's something. I, it's it feels like one of the earliest horror films I watched. I have a, I have a strange memory. I associate it, and I don't know why, with moving into the my childhood home and like we 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 have some hardware over in the corner that we haven't constructed yet that's going to be like a cabinet and we're thinking we're going to go to church cuz we used to go to church in those days and that movie is very much based in church uh there's a lot of church imagery and it feels like a, that's kind of a community center in the film yeah um and the bar and the, <laughs> More bar, the, bar. the bar you know that's i mean that's stephen king for you he, he his two uh bases are um corrupt religion and the bar yeah this child dies and the first thing his dad does is go to, go the, to the, bar. the bar my son was ripped to shreds no the first, thing, ripped to shreds! first his son goes missing and then he goes to the bar and he's like you guys see my son <laughs> <laughs> Is he here? Is he I here? love the obvious. Shit, like, the movie, shit, I love the movie. Yeah. It was it was a fun ass movie. That movie is goofy as oh, all yeah. hell. I love oh, it's it. So stupid. But I love. So I don't good. remember his name. The kid who gets ripped to shreds. Oh, Brian uh, or something. Brady. Byron? Brady. 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 But the scene like uh, Corey Haim's sister comes to get him and she's like, "Come on, like supper's oh, yeah. done." And he's like, "You coming, Brady?" No, and Brady's I gotta like, fly my kite. And Brady yeah. goes, yeah. "Brady goes, no, in a while. I'm having too much fun flying my yeah. fucking kite. He does in not the look like woods. he's having fun. They're in the woods. You don't fly <laughs> kites well, they're in the by woods. A lake. They're by a lake. I think it's uh, fair. But anyway, no, and he's like, I'm having too much fun flying my kite. I'll be there in a while. And it just close ups on Corey Haim's face, looking like sad. And it stays on it for like 15 seconds. I don't know. And I'm like, Brady's about to die isn't yeah. it <laughs> it's oh, weirdly yeah, they're, effective they're it to you. when i was a kid I, I really liked that and i love because like one thing that i always remember when i'm a kid is if your friends die when you're a kid it's like a free pass like you don't really get that sad about it yeah and that oh, really shit. shows it well in this movie where he's more sad about no fireworks yeah than his friend died. i, I no love fireworks. the gary Busey. like they're leaving the funeral and he goes how you feeling i guess you feel like shit huh <laughs> He's like, eh. Gary Busey goes full Gary Busey in this movie, and That's I so love this. Crazy. I've never seen him in a movie. What? Oh, dude, Gary Busey's Break? amazing. No. What? I didn't know he was like an actual actor. I thought yeah. he was just an insane man. What, what do you think? Do you think, <laughs> do you think he's good in this? Yeah, he was pretty great. Yeah, he's he plays really, himself. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's probably the best uncle. part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He is. They have that scene where they're playing cards, and uh, Corey Haim's like, oh, I'll play a Yankee. And just out of nowhere, Gary Busey's like, piss on the Yankees, piss on the Rebels. And I'm like, this is definitely Gary yeah. Busey just being himself. This is, I think this came out before he got in that motorcycle accident that fucked his brain uh, up, too. So he's just like that. He's, yeah, he's just like that. He's a crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love Gary Busey. I love him in this. There's a, there's a few moments where he feels like a real like mentor figure. I love how like well, probably like the worst mentor. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, well, I, mean, I thought it was his dad because in the first scene, like the woman, the, his mom and him are talking, and it's like they're a uh, married couple that broke up. Uh, it's the what the kind of sense you get. Well, they, they call like, you don't need to come Red. back and. Yeah. You know, so you thought that the couple breaking up in the woods was the uncle? Is that yeah. What yeah, that's what I thought too. And then later on, he's like, "Oh, I'm the fun uncle" or something. I'm like, "Wait, they're uncles?" No, it, it's weird. Like, but that's, that's a weird brother sister relationship. I think one of your friends from school may like. I edited that reference out. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Shit. But um. Sorry, incest kid. 
Um, but I, that, actually, you're welcome. <laughs> that, scene with the, that scene with the breakup is uh, is setting up the the first kill. Which yeah, is the, the woman. But they didn't. The, yeah, I thought that was the uncle because she came back. She's like, oh, so I thought she was like inferring that she saw the uncle break it up. Mm. But that was a real scene because if I was like crying in the woods and I saw some drama like that, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if that didn't come back at all? She yeah. just kind of like it just cheered her up in the movie. Kept yeah, going. Okay, I'm awesome. okay now. Yeah, and she's like, thank God that's not me. I'm not pregnant and broken yeah. up. So with. how about the first scene? They show the snake. They show the two kids like close-ups on their face, and then the next shot is him rolling up in a gas-powered wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I bust out laughing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is this? <laughs> Mike, Mike said that's the most insane wheelchair, and I went, wait, fucking for it, dude. <laughs> when okay. it turns into like the motorcycle wheelchair, it's so fucking impractical. And you it's put insane. a wheelchair chair in the motorcycle. Yeah, like, you yeah. Put a motorcycle like, seat. They're, they're at this. It's a nice little family scene of them like sitting around a picnic, eating outside. And Garbus is like, you ready, kiddo? Let's go. And he cranks up his fucking car. What? It's so loud. Yeah, they would have been like, what the fuck? It's so here? loud. It overpowers everything. But so much smoke comes out <laughs> and just blows onto the people at the table still eating. Oh, yeah. It just blows on their face. And they're just yeah, like, yeah. it's fine. No, I'm just no, going to keep eating. Actually goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was I, like, what the fuck is this? I, I love, uh, okay. I love this movie. It, it, it does have this sense of like, like real, ch- I, I, since you guys didn't don't have like that childhood association with it, I wanted to see if you guys felt like that sense of nostalgia, because it feels like it feels like I mean the 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 premise is that it takes place over a series of months, yeah. right? Um, and it feels like these snapshots of memory of like the most fucked up horrible thing that happened over your yeah, childhood, it's like framed in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's like yeah, it Especially is. Especially the narration, it really drives that home oh yeah because i was like the kid's gonna die at the end that, like, they're setting it up so much that the kid's gonna fucking die they def- i mean like it feels like it feels like stand by me it feels like um she's narrating about about his like about him after his death yeah it feels like she's like I yeah because at the end of it she's like i used to cannot say that, that all the time but i do love you good yeah. night yeah good night and then it fades to black over right. that freeze frame so he definitely died and i thought like yeah. there was like when they were like are you okay and he's like feeling himself i thought there was gonna be like the stereotype of like red gash yeah. or whatever yeah and no he he, he accidentally shot through himself yeah, or silver bullet. Stupid. it almost felt like that now that you mentioned the nostalgia thing it almost felt like it was like somebody remembering because everything's like blown up out of proportion like exactly. the fucking motorcycle wheelchair yeah it's it's very goofy it's yeah it's it's the characters are very over the top yeah like people have great lines. Like the cop, he's on the, he's like talking to like the FBI agent or something. And he's like, "Fuck you, fuck too. you!" And they're like, "You probably shouldn't have said that." He's like, "I wait until he hung up." And then yeah. the scene ends. It just made me laugh really hard. I, I love, I love that because I love how much of an Im- impotent little fuck Terry Quinn is. Terry Quinn, the, that sheriff. Yeah. Um, he's the stepfather and the stepfather. Oh, yep. he, he looks like he looks the like stepfather the guy too. from Andor. I, I was like, this guy's been in something I've seen. But nope, it's another guy. Oh, good. That's really interesting. Thanks for that. Yeah, I wrote it in my notes. So yeah. I was like, this guy looks like this guy. I'm gonna bring it up. This guy looks like Andor. From Andor. There's really no ending to that story. Nope. I thought this guy was this guy, but nope, nope. I looked through <laughs> all of his movies, and the letterbox spoiled who the werewolf was. Oh fuck! That Dude. made no fucking sense. Because the, the priest movie. was yeah, the second build person. I was like, why the fuck is the priest the second? When build? It, when it it revealed Miguel. that, when it revealed that, I was like, they had no idea who the werewolf was gonna be in the beginning of this movie. 
Because yeah. the whole movie, the, the priest is like, the priest is just like, oh, y'all have to be careful. Don't go after this guy. Y'all be careful. Well, okay, okay. Here's and then he my, has the nightmare the of like everybody awesome. turning into a wolf yeah, in his yeah. congregation, which is like one of the coolest scenes in the movie. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, please, God, let it in. <laughs> here's, See, in the stupid dream yeah. matches the tone of the rest of the movie so perfectly, you yeah. don't pick up. Because I'm like, they all die and immediately cuts to the funeral. Yeah. I was like, that's very funny. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like, all four of these like separate people have the same funeral because <laughs> they die. Because all the people died and he was warning them not to go. I even told Patrick because it cuts to the church and all the caskets are lined up mm-hmm. and the preacher's just looking out onto his congregation. And I was just like, fucking told y'all. <laughs> yeah, right. Should listen. See, yeah, the, it, I, I, I keep trying to make sense of that character in my head. I think what it's supposed to be is that, you know, he has this really fucked up sense of morality. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll kill this pregnant woman. So that she doesn't kill herself, so that she gets to go to yeah, heaven. He's like, that's the only one he could justify. So I was yeah. like expecting him to go on. But he's like, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> the, the guy in the opening scene is a drunk. Um, the then the then the guy in the greenhouse is a drunk. Yeah, he just hates drunk. But I feel like the kid though, is just a pe- just a little shit. Yeah, he was a shithead. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah I feel like he like. The, the only reason he brought up the pregnant woman, that's the only one he could truly justify. Yeah. Right. But and, and, and like, how did he know she was going to commit suicide? Maybe she because he's a priest. Maybe he was confessing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and yeah. If she confessed to him, probably. But um, it does the trope that annoys me though. Like through the whole movie, he's just like this sweet little priest guy. Yeah, and then, and then when he, they reveal that he's the werewolf, he turns into a complete asshole. Oh, yeah. Into a monster who's trying to run this fucking kid off the road <laughs> in his pickup in his like his fucking. To Ford. be fair. They sent him mean letters. No, yeah, you should kill we know, yourself. We know who you are. Yeah. We know what you do. Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was like, I, didn't, I hope I didn't wake y'all up and I was just busting out laughing. I didn't hear that, that shit. That was so funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, I know what I'm going it? to do. And it's smash cuts to <laughs> him. Kill yourself. <laughs> kill your fucking self. Yeah, they should remake this in modern day and put that on Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> Like, turn the VPN on. We're sending him a death threat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just send him a message. I know what you did in that game. Kill yourself. No, they SWAT yeah. the pr- the police. They like yeah. the priest is kidnappers. They just shoot him in the head. Hell yeah! Wow. Then the movie ends. I love name a no- only Stephen King would write could or would write a screenplay about a werewolf terrorizing a small town in which that werewolf. Kills two of its victims by beating them to death with a baseball bat. Yeah, that was very. <laughs> that was so goofy. So you see good. The, the werewolf form come out with yeah. the baseball bat. He's uh, just like yeah, it's going this way, way, and then it goes this way. Yeah. <laughs> he beats Lawrence Tierney from Reservoir Dogs to death. That's Lawrence Tierney from oh, Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Yeah. I kept seeing boss. people. I'm like, I recognize them. Yeah. But then I look them up. I'm like, no, that's a guy from a Star Wars movie. That's a different guy. Oh my god, you had to say it again. Wow, it was so interesting. You said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Christ. But uh, what else you guys got to say about Silver Bullet? It was fun. It was a real fun movie. I liked it a lot. I'm glad I watched it. I, I was actually thinking while we were watching it, while you and me were watching, I was figuring that RJ would fucking hate this movie. No, it was amazing. Why did you like it? Why do you like RJ, this and not fucking Idle Hands? This is a way... This is you didn't even like Idle Hands. No. I like Idle Hands. It's dumb. It, it's bad. It's not a great movie, but it's great. I love yeah. it. Because this was just good. It was fun. It was like... Straight through, it had the same tone all the way through. So why is this more fun than Idle Hands? Because Idle Hands had bad performances. Yeah. This oh. this has bad performances. I would say this no, movie has horrible all the performances. performances of this. The priest alone was terrible. In no, movie. he was like yeah, a menacing he's, guy. He's he all over the fucking scary. map. It, it, well, I feel like it's okay. I think they're all good performers, but the director, who by the way, never directed anything else except for a making of featurette for. Um, 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season one and two. That's um, random. We should do a making a feature for this TV show. Let's get the fucking guy that does Silver Bullet. <laughs> Dan Adius from Silver Bullet. He also did some additional directing for E.T. and some other fucking major motion pictures. I forget what it is, but... Um, I, I guess this one matches my sense of humor more. Yeah. Some okay. of the lines. I wrote down some of the lines like that were what? very funny. Goddamn cripples always end up on welfare. <laughs> Electro- electrocute them all and balance the budget. That's <laughs> like, what an insane thing to say. <laughs> Tammy's dad is so good. You Matt. just see a guy. You just see a kid in a wheelchair. Goddamn cripples. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's another one? Is it the lemonade well, line? I just wrote random notes. I said the kid very clearly uses his legs to get into the lift. Yeah, that's true. He does. <laughs> it pissed me off. Yeah, it, it bothers me every time I watch yeah. that movie at the beginning. That bugged me too. After I the, wrote, the there's multiple game. times that I, he's like moving around and I can see you're like I'm like you're obviously using your legs right now, sir. Yeah, the, Dan Adias should have come and kicked. Should have actually like given him a spinal tap yeah. or something. You know. <laughs> Well, it was impressive when he climbed down like the side of the building. He did only yeah, use his arms. Yeah, they probably had him on. No, I guess I mean back in the day you couldn't really. Yeah, they probably just threw a mattress on the ground on there. Yeah, Good luck, kid. I wrote, "Sheriff looks like the guy from Andor." <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Three fucking times you have mentioned this. I said bear trap was brutal. Oh <laughs> bear yeah, trap made me squeal. That was <laughs> that was like sitcom worthy humor right there. Yeah, but it made me laugh. When he's so opening hard. it up, he screams and he closes it back. And he's like, ah. When it happened the first, I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's nasty!" Yeah. But it, it like it doesn't set anything up. It's just like a weird bit of Abbott and Costello comedy yeah, right. in the middle of this fucking werewolf horror scene. I just like the sense of humor more than Idle Hands. I don't, I don't know. Idle See, Hands is like like fake stoner humor. That's why I love '80s Stephen King because he's so coked out. Nobody's <laughs> yeah, gonna tell him no. So stupid because like he's writing horror, quote unquote, horror yeah. films. But they're all full of, he's like, wouldn't it be funny if this happened? And they're like, yeah, sure, fuck it. You're the most famous person in the world. We're not going to tell you not to fucking yeah. right. put the, the. You could definitely see that, like, with, like, this movie and, like, Maximum Overdrive and mm-hmm. shit like that. Then he goes to, like, all these, like, all these movies with, like, deep meanings and, you yeah, know, yeah. when he gets older. He's so coked out of his fucking mind. I, this is the best era of Stephen King. Yeah. He wrote the script for this. And in the, the original screenplay, um, the opening scene with the, the guy who gets killed on the train tracks. Um, the werewolf is supposed to start singing along with the beer theme after he kills him. He's supposed to like crack open a beer, I think, on the on the side of his like train, Why and he goes, do that? "Budweiser beer is the best beer," or something like that. <laughs> and he's so, singing along. And the werewolf looked like a bear. The werewolf I hate looked to like say it. shit. Yeah, I yeah. it's the worst werewolf. When it was the scene of him sitting cinema. in the woods alone, shooting off fireworks, going, "Yippee!" <laughs> 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 And he's like right, they're right in his yeah. face too. Woo! Like, like I've never, like even when I when I'm with a group of people who are excited, I look at fireworks. I'm like, yep, there's another one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I man. would never one. I would never even shoot fireworks by myself. That just seems like lonely and sad. Yeah. yeah. But if I did, I'd just be like, I'd light it to go be like. I, there would be nothing coming out of my yeah, mouth. Like, you say it would, I would be have lonely no and sad. This kid was a white one and be like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like his parents were like. So open to him getting a fully like gas powered motorcycle, yeah. they probably would, would have been okay with the family shooting off a couple of fireworks. Yeah, after right. the grill. yeah, that's so much more dangerous <laughs> yeah. than firing safely firing some fireworks. Yeah, just a full motorcycle yeah. for an eleven year old. Yeah, I like that Gary Busey sends him off for the first time, and when it when he comes back, Gary beat. Busey's laying on the ground. He's going, "Oh fuck, I thought you were gonna die." <laughs> oh Christ, <laughs> why did I do that? Yeah, I love the comedy part. He's like, "He's dead meat." <laughs> My yeah. nephew. I sure killed him. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did kill that boy. <laughs> uh, 
What did you guys think of the werewolf kills? They were goofy, but fun. About, they were kind of gross. Yeah, I like I like watching Terry Quinn get fucking hammered in the head with that fucking baseball bat. It was yeah. brain spray yeah, out. That was everywhere. pretty cool. I will say in the mist when the one guy he like picks his head up again that looked really cheesy and fake. When he picks his head up again, like where he's like gets pulled under and everybody's watching, like stands up, but it's like a dummy head that they just painted red on his side. Oh, in Silver Bullet, yeah. Yeah. You said the mist. Oh, I thought you were talking about no in the in the mist. I was like, that looks like shit. Are you trying to transition? No, 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 no. All the special effects look like shit in this movie. They really do. But the what, but if you're a fat guy and you fall through a floor, that's your worst nightmare. Yeah. So that was pretty. That brutal. was always like as a kid my favorite kill in this movie, the idea of falling through a floor and then because getting stabbed by the floor, getting stabbed by the the broken shards. That's yeah. awesome. But um, speaking of the mist, oh the the mist that was a transition without you even thinking about it. Yeah. Y'all were about to be pissed that I transitioned to the mist. the mist. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't like. I don't. Never mind. I was gonna make a joke where you piss on me, but it's a misty piss. I so it's like spraying me. So the first thing I want to say about the mist. I didn't like it though. Were what? you pissed? I love the mist. Uh, I, I didn't like my joke about piss. Yeah, you didn't like the piss mist. Yeah. No, when I was watching the mist, like there was this one mist. character that I was like, oh, that's the guy from Andor. But then, nope. Yeah, no. No. There, yeah, actually, no, is was, a, there actually is a guy from Andor. Though. I was watching the Shawshank There's a guy Redemption. from the Force Awakens. Yeah, that's true. Sam Whitwicker or whatever. Sam Whitwicker. Sam Whitwicker, yeah. <laughs> Sam Sam, that's the guy from Transformers. Sam Whitwicker, yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think they saw Sam Whitworth's name on the on like the audition sheet, and they were like, "We should name our character after that, yeah, but well, not put him in the movie." Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. The the character was originally named Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> he was playing himself in Transformers. And correct me if I'm wrong. Wow. Isn't the Mist another Robot. Stephen King story? Yes. Yeah, it's a novella. Originally right. featured, I believe, monkey something. in Skeleton, Skeleton Crew. Crew, and it has a monkey on it. Yeah. Was it Skeleton Crew? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I have it's that his book. First, yeah. yeah, but I got it as a as the, the like standalone. an independent novella with yeah. like some really cool artwork back when it back when the movie came out. And I wanted, I I was like in second grade, and I was like, I'm gonna read this fucking book. It's only 200 pages. I did. I finished oh, it. Wow. In second uh, grade. That's in second cool. grade. Yeah. So the most controversial scene in the mist that everybody talks about: mm-hmm. the ending. Oh yeah, I've always loved the ending. Since the first time I saw the movie in theaters, I thought the ending was so unique. Fucked up ending. It's not nothing that you've seen before in movies. Like now you kind of have, but back then, like you never end yeah, a horror movie. Really, like that. That's the thing that sticks with you after yeah. years and years yeah. of not watching it. I haven't watched it since like I came out probably. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the ending doesn't work as well. I don't know. I think it works. I don't like it, it works because okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't. I don't want it to happen. Real. That's the point. Wait, like, wait, what? Like they just their car stops and they're like, they just look at each other. Yeah, fuck it. Shoot me. Well, I mean, I guess it's supposed to it's supposed to come from this sense of like, oh, we're so fucked. Yeah, because they right. show like the kids in the school bus who got like frosted. I watched the black and white version. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. a great idea. I've always wanted to watch that version. On my CRT TV. Jesus Christ. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But see, to me, like, I don't know. The reason I like the ending is like I would never do that. Like I would yeah. before I kill myself, I'm gonna go out fighting, like yeah. trying to survive. Mm-hmm. But I can get like it's the whole point of the movie is you don't know what happens out there. Yeah. When you find out what happens out there, you don't live to tell about it. Yeah, exactly. So like it's not that they're like, oh, we don't want to die. It's like uh, yeah, I don't know what point. the fuck's gonna happen it, to me. It's Lovecraftian. It's, yeah. It's, it's well, it just seems like you're gonna be pumped full of bugs. And also, it's it's the fact <laughs> that um, these people, the the people that are in the car, they all love each other. Like, you know, they don't, they're not close family, but, you know, it's this old couple who are really friendly. They, they seem to know Thomas Jane and his son really well. Um, and it's Thomas Jane and his son. They all love each other. And um, 
I mean, who wants to let their family get torn apart by by monsters? So they're like, it's supposed to be like this fucked up. Yeah, uh, and he promises, uh, like they're like later, safety. Promise me, daddy, you won't let them get you. Told me. He's like, yeah, son. And it, I'm gonna shoot you in the head. In the head. <laughs> with my four bullets. Yes. It's a very striking ending, but it was cool. Uh, the black and white version was very good to watch. It was cool because it was like. The outside's just straight white. Yeah, dude. Like when they're looking out the like the front glass, there's just nothing. <laughs> you know, Frank Darabont wanted to shoot this entirely in yeah. black and white, but the the studio would not let him. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, no, this has to make money. Yeah, I watched like the little introduction yeah. on the DVD, and it was like, he's like, yeah, uh, so I made it in color, and I want it to feel like a '70s movie, but in black and white, it feels like a '60s movie. Good. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. It still feels like a '70s type of. Yeah. Thing, but yeah, you're but right. It makes actually. it look really interesting. I haven't watched the black and white cut. I really want to. It feels like. Did you know there was originally in the script a um, an opening sequence that showed the government experiment that releases the mist? Mm. But, That's awesome. Um, I forget. I who think that was, shouldn't be the opening though. I think he was talking to like Thomas Jane or somebody, and or fuck no, it was Andre Brower. He was talking to Andre Brower, um, and Andre Brower was like, "You really need that," and. Um, what are you talking about? The 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 opening the, the scene. Opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre Brower asked uh, asked him. He was like, "Do you do you think we really need that?" And he went, "Yeah, no, I guess not." And so they cut it and didn't shoot it. So they saved a bunch of budget because oh. Andre Brower is such a great actor. And who is he? Uh, he's a uh, fuck. I is forget the, the character's name. Yeah, he's the neighbor. Oh, okay. I um, do like the, the reveal of that, though, honestly. <laughs> the, the what? The reveal of like what yeah. the government was doing because mm-hmm. like. Honestly, what you imagine in your head this like split looking like is probably cooler than what they would have shown. Oh, yeah, for sure. So and I, I just kind of like that, that you're imagining it. When he's telling the story of what they did, you're kind of imagining like mm-hmm. what this would look like. Yeah. And I, I, I just fucking love this movie. Yeah. I love the – it creates such a great sense of apocalypse. And I don't mean just – it's a scary fucking. I was yeah, like, I was like is. actually getting scared while I was. I was like, well, how did I watch this when I was like way younger? Yeah, that's what's great about it. Like, not only are you scared it's, it's of smart. like, yeah, you have to think about it Just as the viewer. Dynamic. Yeah, because as the viewer, like, not only are you scared to venture outside of the grocery store, like the inside of the grocery store becomes its own source <laughs> it of like worse. fear. Yeah, exactly. You're you're fucked. You're damned if you yeah. do. You're damned if you don't. Because there were like two strong figureheads in the grocery store yeah. or I guess three if you count Thomas Jane which right. I don't so with like the the neighbor and the Christian lady yeah <laughs> and they're so, just like fuck this and everybody leaves with him they die so for the uh, for the uh, the Halloween trilogy we've done so far of episodes mm-hmm. we've talked about Stephen King in two out of the three I guess um, and on all three of them there's been an evil religious figure. <laughs> yeah yeah my man That's really true. hates religion he, um and then there's is there an alcoholic in Carrie? No. There's not an alcoholic in this one either, is there? No. Huh. That's a surprise. It being I mean, there is a scene in Carrie of like John Travolta drinking while he's going on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like a kid, though. He's like a 45-year-old kid. He's like a 45-year-old teenager. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at how old he is now. But he he must have been a kid. He, he looks been a kid so... I hate looking at him. He's John so Travolta looking, now? Yeah. He's, he's like, such a shape. He's such a shape. Like, he's just nothing but shapes. Yeah. Like, he's not a person. He's just he's shapes. He's just geometry. He's like, he's like an oblong. And then with a whoosh, his hair is just like a straight oh. shape. He's bald now, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's just, I just don't like seeing him. He yeah. shaves his head, but he has a beard to cover up his Botox. We need to vote him off of Earth. 
Okay. And all, and all a, modern de- depictions of him just get ejected I into love space. John Travolta. You mean uh, what? What is that? That that boating movie that he did a couple of years ago? <laughs> that boat race movie? <laughs> boat race. Yeah, he did a movie where about <laughs> racing boats. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last John Travolta movie that mattered? What's was the it one where from Paris with Love or the whatever? Boat mo- oh, no, the train movie. The taking of. Palin one, two, three. The remake, the original is much better. Yeah, of course. But um, I never seen the original. I like the remake though. Dude. The last movie of his I liked, and like it's a hot take, but it was the uh, the fanatic. Oh, I, I forgot it. about I that. Movie. I've not that. seen that one. Without me. I didn't figure you'd want to watch it. I don't know. I specifically told you. I, spe- I specifically told you that I wanted to watch the fanatic with Roger Volta in 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 in, 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 in David Tawa from from Idol Hands, but I have not seen directed it. Directed by uh, Fred Durst. Uh, directed by Fred motherfucking Limp Biscuit <laughs> Durst, dude. What the fuck? What a fucking bizarre world. What? what? I can't get my stealth widescreen special edition shipped to me. Oh, anyway, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They said they, the UPS won't let them. What? I don't know. UPS is <laughs> like, have to deal this, with this movie later. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they, this guy just said... Hey, you paid me for this fucking DVD of stealth. UPS won't let me ship ship it to you because UPS won't let me. For some reason, it's only giving me the option to ship via UPS. But UPS tells me they don't ship to P.O. boxes. I may have to cancel the sale if I can't. The UPS owns the fucking P.O. box. This dude's just putting it in wrong. Who would have thought that a man selling stealth on widescreen would not be a smart man? Send him a send him a message. (laughs) Just say "lol, dumbass, get better." (laughs) No, he has my two dollars that I paid. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, you have my two dollars. Two dollars I got for the stealth DVD. I'm gonna need that back. All right, so the mist. Uh, the mist has a. It has an opening scene where he's painting, and then he's painting the cover for the thing. <coughs> yeah, Dark Tower. Yeah, it's a all the artwork in that opening scene is Drew Strews and artwork. But it's, for, it's from other Stephen King books, and yeah. he's painting the art well, for the thing. Because the main one thing. he's painting, at, it shows the thing. I think yeah. in the background. Yeah. That's it? for the the Dark Tower. Yeah, the one main one he's painting is for Dark Tower, which yeah. was I never read the book, but that movie sucked. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. it was like a Clint Eastwood movie. No, it should have been. That would have been much better. Well, I think. Matthew McConaughey. I tried to read that book, but I couldn't get a grasp on it. I think when Stephen King started writing it, when he when he writes that that you know that infamous line, um, "The man in black fred, fled across the desert, and the 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 gunslinger followed." I think he was picturing Clint Eastwood like and Lee Van Cleef or something. Yeah, the, the, they were supposed to be the the two guys. Is what he, not, he was not picturing Matthew McFucking McConaughey. Although, I don't mind it. I think he's that the best movie. part of that movie. Nah, I did not. It's a bad movie, but movie it's so the best bad. part of it. I love the face he makes when he fucking misses catching the bullet. He's so embarrassed. Probably the same face he makes in every other movie. Oh, Matthew McConaughey is good. I like McConaughey. Um, but he's one of the top fifty actors of our day. I'm a kind of gay. Or do you go through <laughs> the other fifty? <laughs> uh, number forty nine is William Pofty. What's the guy from Exorcist Three? George C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Scott. He's like number fifty one. And no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not fifty-one. And then who's the guy he's talking I to? I George the... C. Scott's Christmas Carol. I do too. I never he, watched he it. Seems like a real crotchety old fuck. I mean, it, it's a pretty typical uh, horror story. You know, it's a it's trapped characters trapped in a secluded place. It is, escape. but it takes but, a twist on it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's that it's uh, it 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 builds a unique sense of like Lovecraftian horror, and it it reduces a lot of the expected narratives to um what are they expected uh there's a there's a sequence there there's a scene that 
feels kind of out of place, but it feels like it's setting something up. It's um, it's a scene between the grocery girl, the 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 cashier girl, and Sam that and Sam Witwer, Witwer, um, where it feels like it's setting up this romance, and then immediately in the next scene, she gets stung in the fucking oh, neck yeah. by a bug, and it feels like what the effect that it has psychologically on me is that the mist and these horrors have no don't give a fuck about the story's structure that is supposed to happen. It's just um, like all horrors interrupts life and completely rewrites it in its own, you know, direction. And I that's think awesome. that's really interesting. That's just, beautiful, man. Just Thanks, made me man. sad. You just brought the place down. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm talking about it it's the... a fucking movie discussion podcast. What the fuck you don't so want to discuss? I'm dreading. Movies? I'm uh, Oh, you got more to say about the mist? RJ. Um I said He's consulting his fucking notes. Oh. He's got a notebook full of notes. My man has a whole notebook. <laughs> He's squinting. Oh, and okay. I wrote, I wrote one note, and then we can we can move on. If I ever need a little friend like you, I'll squat my. <laughs> wait, fuck it. Wait, all right, let's restart. Yeah, my handwriting is so bad. If I ever need a little friend like you, I'll have myself a little squat and shit one out. Oh, I've heard of that. that. <laughs> Every Stephen King movie has a great, insane line like yeah. that. And then it was like the scene that leading up to that's so good with her, like. Uh, on the toilet praying. <laughs> she's yeah. like, I just need people to like me. Yeah. I just squirted out a friend. Good. And then she's like, fuck you, bitch. Me. You fucking cracker bitch. Fuck she, you. That's the thing, though. She went from this whole town like hating her yeah. to becoming like a their leader. Yeah, because like she's God. one of the only people with an answer. Yeah. 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 yeah she, she's People in that kind of situation, they don't want to have to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. No, they just they, want somebody who has an answer on what to do. Exactly. Yeah, they'll defer to anybody mm-hmm. but themselves. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm dreading moving on to this next movie, Why? just because I know RJ is what going movie? to run this joke into the fucking ground. Oh yeah, I never. What are you talking right. about? Just, just get into it. Just go into it. Do you want to say it? Or do you want me to say it? We're gonna talk about John Carpenter's The Thing. What thing? God oh, here fucking we go. Damn God damn it! The podcast's over. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just answer me. So we all got together and watched John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> what thing? <laughs> We're not. You've been doing this bit for four weeks, RJ. <laughs> Every time we would be like, "Hey, you want to watch the thing what tonight?" Thing? RJ go, "What thing? What thing?" Oh my god! And it's not like that bit has a lot of directions to go. It just pisses <laughs> us off. It's not like you can. It's you not can like just answer me. It's not like what's on first, where you can take it in all these cool, funny directions. Now, who's There's on first? only one joke that you can make with what thing? The thing. Oh. What thing? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you keep saying the thing. You don't tell me what thing it is. The thing. The thing. John Carpenter. If the only thing. they had a sequel to this movie where they could give it a name, that would make things so much better. Yeah, what if they What if they made a sequel and they they brought in a guy to pitch it and he was like, "I have the perfect pitch," and he put the thing on a on a blackboard and he wrote a dollar sign next to it. So it's but the then things. it's like a negative. He's like, "We're actually going to lose money." <laughs> <laughs> I've the, See, I've always actually wanted a franchise out of the thing because that could work. That they I could mean, franchise the hell out of that movie because they made a video game out of it. They, they, I read a comic book series. The video game was no, they actually made a thing video game oh, and it was PS2. awesome. Yeah, I used yeah. to love it. Always look at it. But there's there's two comic books that I really wish had been made into movies or three actually, but the third one's d- in a different way. The first one, McCready gets picked up by the U.S. military on a fucking submarine that's got the thing that ends up infected with the thing, which is terrifying because they're trapped. So hard. What? It's so hard not to do it. What? What the? God damn it. (laughs) Uh, But they're trapped in a submarine 
the only way to destroy the thing is with fire. There's only so much oxygen in the submarine. They're fucked, which is a very scary idea, yeah, cool. right? Um, then the sequel to that is McCready washes up in South America. Holy shit. In the, in the rainforest. Oh, oh, okay. They, they are. The world is I forgot is the world fucked. is a globe. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still uh, shocked supposedly. by the first thing you said at the beginning of the story. Is there's three comic books that should be made into movies. And two of them are the thing. And you've... I never knew you read comic books. I read them in middle school if they were the thing You hate comics. comic book movies so much. I hate superhero movies. I know, but most... Oh, yeah, there's pretty much comic books for everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, RJ's breaking out the R- notebook. RJ's What's the third the comic book? Um, the third one is... I think it's called Something of Love. It's like this weird story told from the perspective of a guy who's been who is has been turned into the thing where he's like trying to get to his lover but he's a thing and it doesn't really understand how the thing works but it's a really weird story mm. it's set in the big city so the thing is in the love thing in a big thing. city no the thing is in love with a human woman but but it's a guy who's infected with the thing and so like his mind is like melding with the the thing the brainless physiology with the thing and it's like oh i gotta go get to this woman it doesn't really understand mm. what it's doing but so do you think off of that as the people in control are the people. I asked this question. You can't act like you. This is your original are idea. Are the people in control? I thought Michael asked this. No, Patrick asked this. Oh, yeah. My my well, question. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll cut myself out saying that. I no, no, no. Will, absolutely. No, you're you're good. It, it, it's just the con. Like, uh, are the things? Do the things know their things? Is what I what my version of the question was, which is kind of the, the same, but it's. I feel like they do. You think they do? I yeah. think they do too. I don't know if because they do. the guy made a spaceship under the shed. That's actually true. Like it don't it don't explain <laughs> it. But yeah, in that's my true. in my mind, like when the thing takes the person over, that person's dead. Like the thing kills them instantly, and becomes them. See, but I didn't but, know. I don't know because I was but, I was like, are they like a worm that goes in you? No. But but then are they things that just like they turn into? Because they caught the one guy and he had a fucked up arm. Was yeah. he not done? His he wasn't finished. Yeah. Uh, so every it's not like worms that get into you. It is. That's what I thought. Every inch of the thing is the organism. So if you cut it off and you you put you get some of its blood on you, potentially that could meld with your skin and then repurpose your. Okay, your DNA. so I thought they were like, don't let and anybody yourself. touch you, but then everybody's like touching each other the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's really unclear. <laughs> yeah, it's so unclear. But because like people are. He, I've heard that you have to like it. it well, it, that it takes a long time. Yeah. Well, what I what I imagine is if if it, w- it needs to be done expediently, you have to kind of go into a corner with a guy alone and like transform into a monster and then envelop him and then transform him. But you, if you get like thing blood on you, you could it could like metabolize into your body and then turn you. Uh-huh. But if they know their things, why does Norris get a heart attack and die? Because part isn't the the whole thing about being a thing is that they want to blend in so that they can yeah. transform more people. So the why rules does he don't give make himself, a lot of sense. Yeah, why does he transform himself? Why does he give himself a heart attack and die? And then there's like dead things maybe, all over the camp, right? Maybe they only let you know if it's advantageous or like they take yeah. control. They only take control when it's advantageous Well, because um, Palmer only transforms in the blood test sequence. Great sequence, by the way. Yeah, um, because he, he was hurt. Love that sequence. Like once you get hurt, you're out of control. Because they yeah. did the, like the the uh, the thingies on his chest to like shock him back but, alive. But they do it like eighty times. No, I think it was the first time they, he was doing CPR, and then the first time he oh. shocked him, he like oh, yeah. I didn't notice they that. Okay. He did it once, and then he went. To, awesome. He did it once, went to do it again, and then it caved through. Um, 
Fun fact for that sequence: um, when when he gets when Copper gets his arms bitten off, yeah. Um, the way that they shoot that that brief shot where he's screaming and he's got his arm stubs up, yeah, yeah. Um, they cast a double amputee and they made a copper mask to put on him. That's awesome. And so <laughs> if you watch that back, he's got, it's just some guy wearing a mask really of cool. copper space. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, we got to discuss the most important aspect of this movie, which is Copper's nose ring. Yeah, that was weird. It came if this movie if we didn't watch it in four K, we would have never known. I think about. I thought about that the last time I watched it. I googled. I was like, "What the fuck is up with Copper's nose ring?" The actor has gone on record. He's like, "Well, um, these are scientists in the Antarctic. These aren't normal guys." That's true. These are weirdo little freaks. Imagine all the like the weird scientists you've known in your life from college and stuff. Um, wouldn't they be on an Antarctic base with a fucking nose ring? <laughs> That's true. But he's like an old man. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, weird, he's yeah. like an old hippie. It, it was you know? shocking because you only see it in the one shot, really. And he wears sunglasses. Like it's like dark most of that movie. Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses through the entire movie. He like I get the sense that Copper was like he was like in World War Two as like a like a med. And, like, he's, like, everything's fucked up. He got, like, a nose ring. He's, like, a hippie in the 60s. And then he goes and he's, like, fuck this world. I'm going to go live in Antarctica. <laughs> I love... Th- this uh, this th- movie, though, it does ask a lot of questions. Like, yeah, it it's very answer ambiguous. A lot. Yeah. And part of me thinks, like, John Carpenter just made it to be, like, a, a, a fucked up horror movie. And, you know, left a lot of plot holes in it. But then it got so big yeah. to where now people are like, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? And he's just like, fuck. <laughs> I, I thought it was extent, cool. Some of it's intentional. But I do know for a fact that this was a troubled-ass production. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot I've of stuff. I've heard a lot of things behind the scenes of it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. They're like, we could do this or no, we won't do this. But we could do this and we'll make the puppet for this. But we, no, fuck, we won't shoot it. They actually shot a death scene for Nalls. The black guy who you everybody forgot was in the movie. The other black guy? Yeah, the yeah. one... Who McCready is like, how's it going over there? Say, how's it go? And then he looks down the hallway and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. they actually shot a scene yeah. for how he dies. Oh, how did he die? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. I did. I heard stories from the production that they, they would like get their dailies of like scenes they were gonna shoot, mm-hmm. and like in the day they'd be like, "Fuck it, we're not shooting this, but we're gonna shoot this one to it." Mm-hmm. And like they were just fucking with the script and everything the whole through the whole movie. And I think that I think that that definitely creates the film that we know. I mean, I, I think it's partially unintentional is what I mean, but um, it's the skill in editing, which RJ has some shit to say about the editing that we'll get to, not yet. Um, that uh, Why are you being so hostile? Because you don't like the thing. I do. It was cool. You gave it 3.5 stars on Yeah, that's a good movie. Okay. <laughs> it's I, a, that's a 7 out of 10. I do. Yeah, there are things in this movie every time I watch it that bothers me, like the like why does copper transform, like the rules... But generally, the ambiguities there's like there's so much stuff going on in this movie. Usually, when I think about an ambiguous horror narrative, it's like it's slow paced. There's nothing happening. Yeah. There's always something going on in the thing. This one's like uh, so like ambiguous, but by the time it kicks off, it's so fast paced. Yeah. You don't, you don't really like question what's happening right. until yeah. after. <laughs> like uh, like Fuchs is alone in the in like the the fucking office or wherever the fuck he's the, whatever. No, he's in doing. the tool shed. No, you're thinking of somebody else. Yeah, Fuchs is the the guy who who uh, McCready comes and talks to, and he's like, "I don't trust anybody anymore. We got to stay yeah. separate." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the lights go out, and a guy in a shadow moves in front of him, and he runs outside, and he finds McCready's jacket. Uh, yeah. And then it cuts. It smash cuts from him finding the jacket to McCready walking into a room, going, "Anybody seen Fuchs?" And then smash cuts from that to, "Ah, oh, Fuchs must have burned himself to keep from being turned into a thing." Yeah. But what do you guys think happened there? 
Do you guys believe that? I think you said you do that. Fuchs was attacked by a thing, but he didn't want to turn be turned, so he burned himself. I don't think right. that so. Happened. Did they just find his glasses only? No, they found his burnt body. Yeah, I'm about to say it shows his burnt like. Oh, carcass. okay, so he was for sure burnt. That's why yeah. I think that's what happened because like I don't it, I don't know don't show it on screen. But, did like, he have means to do it? Yeah, to, to burn himself. Yeah, yeah, they have kerosene all over the. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say there's oh, okay, kerosene yeah. all over the. Oh place yeah, because yeah, he tripped and there was like in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, no, you go. I was just gonna say I, I did think that like it don't Maybe. show it, but that's one of the things like they see the body and they kind of put two and two together. I gotta read the comics to you I, know really get I, the backstory. I have a couple, gotta watch the prequel. I have <laughs> a couple of big hot takes. This one is part one. Um, there's two interpretations. This is the the smaller one that I have. Um, McCready definitely murdered Fuchs in my head because McCready was the last one to see him. He's the only guy who could have been running around out there. Um, Fuchs finds his torn up jacket and but see what it could be is the thing one of the real things tore up McCready's jacket threw it out there Fuchs finds it Fuchs talks to McCready he's like you're a thing you're a thing McCready's a pragmatist McCready doesn't give a fuck he's like no I'm not don't spread this around camp. He's like, I'm going to tell everybody so Mm. he's like fuck that and he kills him and burns his body so that there's no evidence that he murdered him or McCready is a thing and I have a big theory about that. Can, do you guys want me to go into that? Yeah, right? I, don't, I remember after the movie, you mentioned that take that McCready could be a thing. Um, McCready, I don't know when he tra- when he turns, um, but when we, I th- I think that when um, what's his fuck? Oh god damn it! Oh shit! Uh, what's uh, uh, David? No, no. Um, fuck. that's the only person I know. I'm forgetting his name. It's Kurt Russell. No, it, John Carpenter. No, shut up. I'm trying to think of it. The dog? No! Spiegel? Shut the fuck up! I'm trying to think. Um, fuck, what's his name? The thing? I know everybody else is... Fuck me. Fuck me. Byron? Oh, my Christ. I can't Fred? think of this. Just second. say what they do. No, you don't have to say their oh, name. It's it's a uh, Wilford Brimley's character. Oh, obviously. Wilford okay. Blair. Brimley. Yeah. Blair Wilford Brimley's character. Um, the guy in the tool shed? Yeah. Blair destroys all of the shit. Yes. All of the shit in the, the, the communication center so yeah, that yeah. they can't escape. Um, so at that point, he's definitely not a thing because the thing wants to get That's true. to the mainland. But they lock him up in the tool shed, and he's human, presumably. Yeah. But what is the last thing that – what is the last human interaction he has before he's locked up? McCready's in there with him, and he hands him a liquor bottle. Ooh. Okay. So he could have infected it. Or it could have just been infected. Or it could have, but then at the end. So did so did that old man dig the hole in the giant cave under the thing? It's unclear. <laughs> yeah, like so. I my thing was maybe whatever it is was already down there, yeah. and it just crawled up and went, in, right. went on his way. You gotta whatever. love though this movie, like whether it's intentional or not. Though, like this movie, like has you thinking that, like yeah, it makes you, you think, think of all these different scenarios. Yeah. It's never talked about. It's never shown. Give it four stars. <laughs> No. And it's, I, mean, I don't know. That's kind of good filmmaking. Like yeah, that yeah. you can make a movie like that. That's like yeah. it's making you think. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's making you think. It's not showing everything. It's not even talking about everything. It's just kind of leaving so much of that movie is up to the viewers' interpretation yeah, the last of what happened. Forty-five minutes are great. And the and the reason that it works so well is the strength of the filmmaking and the the performances, because if it's a weaker film, you go, oh, this is a plot hole. Um, but because of how well made it is and how strong the characters are, seems intentional. It's it's it like you're thinking you're like, why does this happen? How did this happen? Instead yeah. of this doesn't make any sense. This is bullshit. It's gonna be a sad day when John Carpenter goes. Hey, man, it's gonna. 
I don't think he's ever going to die. No. He's just going to play. As long as they make Halo California. games, he's going to live. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to sit in his house where they shot the fog, and he's going <laughs> to fucking play Halo, Halo and he's going to jerk off, and he's going to direct fucking shitty TV series. He's going to make Studio Doom. 6662. Yeah, he's going to do his fucking music. He's going to He's going to be great. Um So but, now to, to answer a lot of these questions, I would need to watch the prequel. No. I've only seen the prequel once in theaters. I thought it was very okay. The prequel answered no questions I had about the original. The prequel answers the question. You, RJ, you remember in that movie, uh, in the thing when you see what the thing? axe on the wa- in the wall in yeah. the Norwegian camp, the move the the prequel answers. Oh, you get that to see them put the question. axe in the wall. Yeah, you get to see why it happened. But they it's don't explain. Exciting. They forget entirely about putting in why that guy kills himself. You know what the prequel to the thing is called? What the thing? What thing? God damn it. Wasn't it so funny when they opened the, the little blind and the fat old man sitting there with a noose? Right <laughs> <next> <laughs> he's got he's like, I'm fine now. I'm fine. I feel better. I'm no, feeling I good. I'm fine. <laughs> let, me, let me come in. Wilford Can I please Brimley. go outside? <laughs> Wilford Brimley is so bad in that movie. His performance is so wooden. He's like, don't trust. What the fuck is that guy's name? I used to know oh all their names. <laughs> Who cares? I do. <laughs> don't trust the dog guy. Yeah, there you go. He's so wooden. Oh, that's Stan yeah, from that's it. Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fuck. No, it's not fuck. Fuck. What's his name? It's the guy who gets shot in the head. Leroy. Speaking of funny bits in this movie, one of the funniest bits in cinema is um, Gary goes, I guess everybody would feel more comfortable if I wasn't in control. Yeah, maybe Nora should take over and it cuts to Norris you haven't seen him the whole movie he's just like, oh shit he's like I don't know guys I don't think I'm up to it <laughs> it's me at work we need somebody to do something it's like, I'm like oh shit that's why that's why that's another brilliant thing about the thing is that like look at that scene where the dog walks into the guy's room that's definitely Norris Norris is the first guy that transforms Norris uh, is just in the background the whole movie because he's like an effective thing yeah. and he's trying to just slip by by being inconspicuous yeah. I would if this was like attack, if I was in the situation everybody would assume it was me because I would yeah. act suspicious on purpose just to be funny you'd be McCready yeah you're the I'd main like, character oh I think I have an alien in me yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't test my blood. <laughs> Shoot me in the head right away. And another really funny cut is when they cut from um, uh, Childs being like tested. Right after, tested. He's going, give me the hell out of here. Give me out of here. And then it cuts <laughs> to Gary just sitting really sad, still tied up. Can we talk about Kurt Russell's like beard? Hilariously large and out of this world hat. Oh, I love his fucking hat. His hat's his hat so and his weird. His glasses. Every every scene where it cuts to them out, the characters outside, and they're wearing the most ridiculous fucking sunglasses. Like this, this, at first, I was like, maybe this keeps them warm. But the more I'm looking at him wearing it, I'm like, there's no way this hat keeps you warm. Uh, yeah, You're yeah. just wearing it a ridiculously huge air. hat. Yeah. yeah, it's it's such a windy place, and he's a helicopter pilot. That's yeah. the most. <laughs> he wears a big ass fucking ten gallon hat. It's so good though. I love it. Do you want to hear one of the notes I wrote down? What uh, what thing? I said very strong third act, like Phantoms, but better. <gasps> Phantoms rips off. Phantoms is like oh, a rip does. off of five or six different <laughs> yeah. movies. Phantoms but, rips off the Blob. It rips off the Thing. But, but, but Affleck but. was the bomb in Phantoms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Affleck, what if Affleck played the McCready role? Would this be a better or worse movie? It would be better. Yeah, I'm a big Affleck fan. He got so. naked in it. Yeah. I, speaking of Ben Affleck, Batfleck. Been thinking a lot about Deep Water. Like. 
going swimming in it? No, like the movie Deepwater with Ben Affleck. You told me this a couple times. You told me this like a few times. Because I've been doing it. Because I've been thinking Deep about water. it. Anadarmus is in it. It's a. It's a. They're sexual. It's like the the erotic thriller. It came out on Hulu. It. It's a new one, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Tracy Letts, who wrote Bug and Ooh. Killer Joe, is in it as like a, a guy who gets murdered, and it's it's pretty goofy. I think I'd like it a lot. It feels it feels like that forgotten era of like cocaine cinema where they're like, yeah, my God, we're gonna have him have a get in a car chase with a guy in a fucking. If it has Affleck, I'll watch it. I'm a, I, have, I have a heart on for Affleck. Like they, like they were. They held this movie for so long, right? Yeah. Like, they made it really, like, a good few years ago. I think so, yeah. They never, like, put it out. And there's this, like, weird stuff with Ben Affleck loves snails. And he's, like, cultivating a farm of snails <laughs> in, like, his gar- in his shed. And it doesn't... I don't remember if they're, like, poisonous. And he, like, poisons somebody with the poison snails or something. Or if it's just, like, his thing. But there's a, there's a chase at the end of the movie... Both, both you, both Mike and RJ are on their letterbox looking, yeah, up, looking, at looking it, yeah. up deep water. But um, there's a car. The, Tracy Letts finds out that Matt Damon's a murder, or Matt Damon, Ben Affleck's a murderer at the end of the movie. <laughs> Matt Damon, and he flees in his like SUV in his like family SUV, and he's going like I'm gonna. Fu-. He's like on a different mode from the rest of the movie because everything else is like this weird, this, like sedate kind of quiet and Tracy Letts is going I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him he's driving away screaming and Ben Affleck gets on his like his mountain bike and starts riding after him and it's supposed to be this high octane car chase where Ben Affleck is chasing after Tracy Letts in a fucking car that's an old man and he catches up with him Oh, you gave this movie three stars. Yeah, it's a fucking good movie. <laughs> yeah, three stars is a good movie. It's stupid, but I think about it a lot. Why are you pissed right. off at me doing a three and a half? Because it's it's objectively better than three and a half. But say it's the thing. The thing is it's not, not a, a three and a half thing? movie. It's not objectively oh better. <laughs> There's no objectiveness. It, the beginning's boring as a motherfucker. It's it not, is not boring. It sucks. It's not, it's boring. I disagree. No part of that movie is boring. It's like it gets good after they leave the other research base, where they're like. What the fuck is? And I'm like, what the fuck is? It's well, like an igloo. After you fall in love with the character, they have an igloo in the other. I We're gonna. I'm gonna convince RJ to watch the prequel, and he's gonna give it five stars. <laughs> it's gonna piss me off. He's gonna like do it. It. it might be better. I I told people where I said I watched the thing, and they said, "Oh, that's a scary movie with Mary Elizabeth." Uh, oh, you're pain, You're hurting Patrick right now. And I was now. like, I was like, no, I watched the old one. And then I showed them the clip of them doing the CPR, and one of them said, "Wow, the graphics really suck in this movie." RJ, um, this isn't me. This is other people. Can you take their tube of their blood and pinch it so that it gets air in their their bloodstream? No, it was Damn. Jesus. That's like it's called an air embolism. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, good. They oh, deserve it. That's a big deal. They talked about I can't, the I thing can't, having bad effects. I'll lose my job if I have another person have another one. Jesus. Another one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> what do you think about the score? The thing, the score is one of the most incredible scores of all time. It's okay. John Carpenter. Bye. Well, I think it's Ennio Morricone. It is. But um, you know John Carpenter had a hand in that shit. I, I know that. Thum, 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 that's definitely John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I think what happened was Ennio Morricone did the score, and John Carpenter went, I can do it better than Ennio Morricone. And so he didn't use a lot of it. And then. Um, Tarantino actually took the unused bits of score and used it in Hateful Eight. Fuck yeah. But what I've heard about the thing, the score for the thing, thing, is that oh. that thumb, thumb, thumb. It's supposed to be a thing faking a heartbeat. Ah. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be an assimilated heartbeat. That's thumb. cool. 
dun, dun. So that thing's a heartbeat. Dun. That's where we, that's where we've reached. No. No. Oh. Well, I'm gonna keep asking then. <laughs> I gave you guys an easy out. <laughs> so do you guys think that that they're all oh, you had to say is yes? Yeah, you just had to say yeah. So <laughs> the joke would be over. I'm tired of saying it. I guess when uh, yeah no fuck you now you have to suffer motherfucker. <laughs> when uh when the thing takes what you thing? over is it bound until it transforms by the physiology of the person? So is that why Norris has a heart attack? Because See, but my counter argument I know we're, we're looping back to the to RJ being a a thing. McCready is he says RJ McCready. Yeah, his first name is RJ. He says that <laughs> he says that one part of it is all of it. So I kind of took yeah. that as a little bit like. Maybe they don't even want to hurt the things that are them. What? They wouldn't want to hurt themselves. He killed so many. He killed like the big boss at the end. Yeah. Well, no. It, what, what I've always. But then he was okay with freezing to no, death at the end. Also, they're separate. They're separate organisms. So, like, yeah, that's true. What, what it is is so like, like good. For, what's good for the whole is no. Whatever. What's good for the individual is is good for the individual. They don't give a fuck. Uh, if, you don't think they're like collective at all. So, yeah, like I mean, it's a collective consciousness. So like every cell is its own organism, basically. Yeah. And but if they were in it for the like for the collective, yeah, the blood would take the hit and not like freak out. It would That's like true. let itself die. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So like the whole basically what the whole movie's about is that nobody, including the things, want to work together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's all they're all independent. They're all like they all refuse to work together. They're all like trying to survive. They're all like huddling in their own like little hovels, trying yeah. to trying to trying to survive on their own. Yeah, and also know? with how okay he was, he's like, well, if we freeze to death, at least they're getting away or not yeah. getting away. Yeah. And he's just like pretty chill with dying at the end. Yeah. yeah. Because he's a thing, and yeah. and when 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 he gives he gives Charles another bottle of liquor. And Charles Childs picks it up, takes a drink, and as soon as he takes a drink, the thing theme kicks in. It cuts, yeah. And then it cuts back to McCready, and he's laughing. Uh, okay. And that's my impression. That's yeah, my interpretation. A thing. That's, not, a that's, thing. that's a good take. I can, I can, I they can should make a it. thing sequel mm-hmm. from the director of uh, the Pet Cemetery new oh, movie. Oh, no. And they answer the question for what the thing is. Patrick just turned his back. Patrick rolled again. over. He's been laying down this whole time. He just turned his back. I put my back. He's hyperventilating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah, in the mist. I let's go back to the mist real okay, quick. Okay. When Carol from The Walking Dead was on the thing at the uh, was on the on the truck at the end. Oh yeah, when that she lived. You off? She was the one person that was like, "Fuck all y'all! I'm just gonna go out in the mist yeah. to find my kids." Like, what do you think that means? It means that this world is random and cruel okay. and nihilistic and nothing matters and nothing means anything and she just so happened to live. I was going to say that was the only true act of like goodness, but that's a lie. What do you mean? Because they go to the pharmacy to save the burn guy, but he just dies anyway. They're good people. They're yeah, they're not good like, people. All the main characters yeah. are like fundamental. Like they have no... It's one of the few movies where like none of the characters have any like character flaws. The main characters have any character flaws, and it still those works. are my favorite characters in movies too. Yeah, when when it works. Yeah, when, when it works. When the when the story is strong enough that you don't need mm-hmm. them to have internal conflict. It was a, we watched one pretty recently where the main guy was just a good guy. Just a we good did guy. all together. Yeah, it was one we all watched together. Me, I mean, we already talked about all the movies. The together. thing, McCready is not a good guy. I don't McCready's think I don't an know. asshole. Yeah, I love him, but he's an asshole. He kind of is. Joyride. Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Was going way Paul back. Walker. Yeah, Paul Walker. Is no, just that was just two episodes ago. The American ago. boy. Yeah, that was just two, three days ago. In, 
This is whatever. Oh, my balls. No, this is a week. This is two weeks after we watched Joyride. That's true. Yeah, we're we're gonna live. Uh, RJ, last episode, you were the one who fucked up that bit. <laughs> what bit? What thing? What thing? What, what thing? What bit? The heartbeat. That's not a bit. That's I'm the thing. I'm looking for a heartbeat. Are we done? Are what we ever going to talk to each about? other after? We don't even talk to each other after we stop no. recording. We, wow. we, what we do is we go, we put a message in the group chat that just says the word podcast. Podcast question mark. Downstairs. <laughs> and then we record and then we don't say anything after we finish. Because we save we it leave. for this. Yeah. Patrick came downstairs this morning looking like a whole ass zombie. Like, I, I woke up. I saw hair it. messed up. He just limped downstairs. And then he goes, y'all ready to record? <laughs> <laughs> Like a corpse in the fucking night, dude. Did y'all just watch Silver Bullet? Yeah. Y'all said, fuck RJ. We're Whenever you were like, Bullet. I think I'm about to puke. We were like, let's just watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're either going to watch The Exorcist or Silver Bullet. Or oh, the thank Fog. God you didn't watch The Exorcist. Why? I don't want to watch it. You don't want to watch it? I don't want to watch it. Why? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to. You're like, Exorcist 3 was all. Yeah, that's that's it. It. That's all. You might want to watch Exorcist the beginning with Rennie Harlan. Because the, the reason that that movie exists is because Paul Schrader, ew. Paul, RJ was throwing up last night. I think I'm sick. Uh-oh. Oh, a Paul, it's a Paul Schrader movie? Yeah. The, the, well, Dominion's a Paul Schrader movie. But the studio thought it was fucking boring. So they made... It's a Paul Schrader said, movie. They said, Paul Schrader, you got to go back and reshoot it. And he went, fuck you guys. I'm Paul Schrader. And so they went, okay, fuck you. They fired him. They hired Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan said, I'm going to rewrite the whole thing and make a whole new movie. Interesting. And they went, okay. And so then he did, and he made it with gore and violence and tits and action. Is it 80s? No, this is 2004. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so it's called Exorcist The Beginning. The beginning. I'll watch that. And so they, they finished that version, and they were like, this is also stupid. Maybe we should have let Paul finish it. Um, and then they also they realized that they had two very different movies, so they just released both of them. But they're the same movie. They're the same movie, but very different. Interesting. I love that. They recast everybody except for uh, the main role, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Mm. Um, so I, what I've heard is that the beginning is more of like an Indiana Jones style horror. You've not watched it. What? You haven't seen it. I've not seen oh. it. I haven't seen either version. I don't watch those movies. I've really seen. Think I seen the beginning? Should we do the double feature? Hell yeah! Let's do it sometime. Uh-huh. Maybe Sunday. Sunday? Maybe. Yeah. I'm. A, I should be off Sunday. You should be. Yeah, I should be. <laughs> you <laughs> should have been off the past <laughs> three Sundays. Three Sundays, yeah. Yeah, and you never are. Yeah. So I guess this episode's over. Yeah. I guess <laughs> we can keep going. Yeah, let's just keep. This talking. is very interesting. It's gonna be a very long episode already. RJ bought a clock that's it, got birds on it, and it upsets me every time it yeah, goes on. <laughs> this the owl scared me episodes. last night again. When I was a child, this actually. Uh, it's only gonna be like an hour forty. It's actually gonna be that long. Holy this, shit! It didn't feel like it's been that long. It, uh, I, I was like, I was like, we spent a long time on all three of these movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why when y'all were like, you're like, do we have enough? And I'm like, we can actually absolutely, stop. yeah. <laughs> We could split it into four episodes. Oh, no. Everybody say goodbye. Because I'm going to (laughs) cut some shit. Bye. Goodbye. See you next week for the award. Halloween award ceremony.